Hey, this is Origin Point with Heidi and Jake. So, this is a little introductory to the podcast, and we just kind of wanted to fill some of you guys in who may not know us. But uh, my name is Jake Pryor, and with me I have Heidi Jacobs, and we're gonna do a little uh, Q and A for the each of your uh, Q and we're gonna yep do- we're gonna <laughs> ask each other questions. <laughs> so Heidi, uh, where'd you grow up? I grew up in a really rural area in Western Pennsylvania called Apollo, and it's mostly a one traffic light town. And my parents had several acres of property, and we lived in farmland. And I graduated with like 92 people in my graduating class, so you can kind of see how rural it was. How about you, Jake? Um, for me, I grew up in uh, suburbia of Houston and uh, at a Cypress, and I grew up in a high school that was when my brother graduated ten years prior to me, and he he graduated with about four hundred kids, and I graduated with about twelve hundred kids. So our graduation was about like an auction. It was crazy, and we grew up on a little bit of land, not a whole lot. Uh, it was about two-thirds of an acre or so, and it was just enough room to have a go-kart, get into a little bit of trouble, have a lot of yard to mow, and uh, have to keep up with the house and stuff because the, the house is only on uh, electricity out here. We don't have city water and things like that. But it was, it, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot of things growing up around the house that uh, I feel like I wouldn't have normally learned living in a more cookie-cutter type neighborhood. So that was that was pretty nice. So you just mentioned that you have a brother. Do you have any other siblings? Nope, just one older brother. He's uh, 10 years my senior. So okay. how about you? I have one brother. He is four years younger than me and immensely more intelligent. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about my brother. He's the smart one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a drafter right now, but he's going to engineering school. And it's insane how smart he is. And I'm cool. just like, well, I'll just stick with being an artist. Well, that kind of rolls me into my into our next question. Uh, what did you go to school for? Well, I originally went to Clarion University declaring a major of pre-med. I quickly realized that I was way too lonely in labs. And I had a penchant for design and sculpture. So I changed my major to art fine arts and declared a concentration in sculpture cool how about you well uh similar to your brother i am a draftsman uh i got into it in high school um when one of my electives just happened to have an opening and drafting kind of sounded interesting and i just found a uh, an interest in it um i worked at a machine shop when i was in high school just out of high school which is really cool but the fact, the part that I didn't like about it was being in the hot shop. I always wanted to be in the office, and I was thinking that would be really cool to be sitting behind the computer and to be able to be a draftsman. So that's kind of where my path took me. I went and took some uh, classes at community college and uh, found my way into a couple of decent jobs in drafting, and I like it so far, and it also really helps out um, in the shop here at the house. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So speaking of that, what do you do in your free time at home? Well, in my free time, when I'm not hanging out with the wife and the kid, and about to be kids because we're expecting our <laughs> second here in August. Um, the first one will be two in September. And usually 
I'm running a, a little shop called Cryptic Works. I do a little bit of woodworking and things like that. Um, it's a lot of fun. We, My wife kind of talked me into starting it because I always enjoyed woodworking and things of that nature, but she was like, why don't you sell this stuff? And apparently it was a decent idea because a few other people have bought some stuff from me. How about you? What do you like to do in your free time? Well, right now I'm very similar to you. I have a small business uh, that's mostly curated artwork and woodworking that uh, my husband and I do. It's called Slap Stuff Together. And we found that, you know, we were spending a lot of money making things and then people were really interested in what we were doing and started asking us to make things for them. And so we started thinking, well, this this would be kind of a cool business to get into. And Ben had lost his job. Uh, it was like March of last year. So we went full bore. <laughs> and um, Ben decided to be a stay-at-home dad. And he works part-time at Home Depot just to supplement the income a little bit. But he takes on a lot of commissions. He's a very skilled sculptor. He's getting much better with woodworking every single project. And I do pottery on the side. And I, for the past like 10 years, have been shooting photography professionally too. So when I'm not at my day job as a project manager, I'm usually doing something creative. Cool. Yeah, I've seen some of his sculpting work. It's pretty, pretty awesome. And your pottery is turning out fantastic as well. I'm enjoying it. It's it's like um, it's one of those things where it's it's almost zen when you're doing it, but you sometimes want to break things because it, <laughs> you know you, you have this plan and you have these beautiful pieces and then they fail at one of the steps and you get really frustrated, so you lose your zen. <laughs> very, you got to be very patient. Yeah, yeah. So I I recently decided to try my hand at turning, and cool. that that's very much more immediate satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can you can pretty much start a bowl in one day, and have it finished that night. And yep. with pottery, it takes months sometimes, depending on how many fires you do or whatever. So would you say that uh, turning on the lathe has been your new obsession lately? I I would say, I think you just segued right into that next question very I did. well, Jake. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I would say that it, it's it's definitely a, a partial obsession. My other part is uh, using the 3D printer and learning how to do everything in the computer cool. that I might want to eventually cast molds for. So that's been, I don't know, I, I think they're competing right now for... Yeah. Attention. Understandable. There's lots of cool stuff to do. <laughs> what are you obsessed with? Um, well, I was trying to think of what I've been obsessed with when I'm not working in the shop. Um, but it is shop related is wheels. I know it sounds crazy, but wheels. putting everything on wheels. So uh, for my dad's birthday, Father's Day, birthday, I bought him uh, a set of casters off eBay as per recommendation from some of the people in the maker community. You can find some great deals on casters. I think they were a dollar a piece for a set for 24 casters online. And wow. they're, not lo- they're not locking, but lately I've been trying to put everything in the shop that is not on wheels, on wheels in some fashion. And it's uh, for a couple of different reasons. Uh, one reason is it would be really nice to be able to organize the shop depending on the project that we're working on because 
Uh, it would be nice to be able to move the lathe out to work on it and then put the lathe back to, to not, when we're not using it, tuck it in a corner. And then same thing with the drill press, the bandsaw. Uh, we have a lot of shop carts that we use as well to put our projects on, move it around. The table saw is luckily on wheels already. So wheels have been my latest obsession in just kind of learning um, the, the, the exact way that you can have the wheels uh, engage with the floor but also retract completely out of the way so that your machine is stable enough to be able to work on it mm. and around it. So that's kind of been, I've got like probably three different iterations of how to, how, how I've seen other people put these retractable caster sets on stuff. And I, it, the, the shop, the corner of the shop is completely littered with all these different iterations of partially completed how to put wheels on everything. <laughs> and I'm really excited to like get some pictures of it and all that stuff uh, once I, I figure it out, I guess, because I have no idea what I'm doing, and they look <laughs> terrible right now. And right now they're just a tripping hazard because they're in the way. <laughs> but every chance I get when I'm not working on something in the shop, I've or something for the Cryptic Works, uh, a commission piece, I've been working on that and just trying to wrap my head around how non-locking casters can be used to retract. And there's been some great tutorial videos on YouTube as well that I've found. But um, that's definitely keeping a shop mobile and versatile. It's a must. <laughs> yeah, I I hate for anyone to see our workspace downstairs because Ben is not a organized woodworker, and I I get very upset. So my lathe is in a complete different part of the house. It's in the garage. <laughs> Except every time that I need to find the wrench to loosen the bolt that locks my pieces into place, I can never find the wrench. <laughs> well, so I'm, I feel I'm, like ben, uh, I feel like Ben and I would get along really well on a shop because I'm usually <laughs> the one that's not the organized person. But uh, here, as of lately, I've been really trying to stay more organized. Usually. Yeah. I, it, it's it's a cycle, you know. It's one of those things. I, I get involved in a few projects, completely forget about any type of cleaning. I let the shop <laughs> turn into a complete mess, and then one day I go out there, I'm fed up with it, and then I clean everything from top to bottom. And I don't know if it's because cleaning is one of the chores that I hate the most, or if I really really enjoy it. Because those days when I clean, I clean everything. I get I move everything out. I clean behind everything. Um, but uh, how about you? What, do you? what are one of the chores that maybe you hate the worst around the house? Well, oh, man, I would say probably dishes. I hate the dishes. I don't mind anything else because it's mindless, right? Like laundry is meh. It's kind of a pain because you have to – well, our, our laundry unit's down in the basement, so I have to get through the wood shop. That makes me cringe. <laughs> See, that's, that's, a, that's a weird concept for me. It's a strange concept for me. It's in the basement. Like, I I don't even... Um, Matthias Wandel, one of the people that I watch on YouTube, he always had that basement shop, and I think he still currently has a basement shop, and it blows my mind. I'm like, how do these people bring full sheets of plywood into the basement? <laughs> it's it's always interesting to me to see basement shops, but here in the South, basements are just not a thing. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever been in a basement now that I think about it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Fun fact. <laughs> Here, uh, Pittsburgh has this thing with the basements. If you look up online the Pittsburgh Potty, it's really an interesting photo series uh, <laughs> because uh, 
in Pittsburgh, the basements usually had some kind of plumbing down there. And a lot of these old houses might have a potty right in the center of the basement without anything around it. It's just <laughs> a, a toilet right in the middle of the basement. You just never know, though. I mean, a packed household that might come in handy. Yeah. Our Pittsburgh potty is is off to the side, and the previous owners built, like, a shower and walls around the Pittsburgh potty. So it's not just like, oh, it's right out in the open. But sometimes if I'm live streaming, you might see um, the bathroom down there. Oh, I gotcha. It's just kind of there. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of, oh, hey, bathroom. That's very interesting. <laughs> bathroom selfies are a whole new meaning. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> so I have like our, our basement set up where um, on one side of the house basement is is the wood shop. And that's all Ben's domain. Uh, and then the other side of the basement was our little laundry area. And then that's where my kiln is. And okay. that's where I do all of my glazing and everything. But what we have happened a lot is that Ben will need to move something out of his wood shop. And then he'll just like stack it up <laughs> in my glazing area. So it's a fight for space. Yeah. Yeah. I think someday we're going to have to build a bigger boat. Yeah. I can totally understand that. Currently I split my shop time with, uh, with my father. And so uh, I try to to mind his space as much as I can, but yeah, I completely understand with the uh, workshop territory. Yeah. So what I did this year is I had this home office upstairs that I used to work out of and we had it decorated really nice for my home office. And then it kind of turned into a storage unit when Carver was born. So he was in where Ben's studio used to be because Ben used to do a lot of sculpting and everything. So Carver came along, Ben's studio turned into Carver's bedroom, my office turned into the dumping ground. I gotcha. I got tired of not being able to have any room to throw <laughs> in the basement, so I had Ben move the wheel upstairs into that room, and I fashioned it into my little pottery studio. Cool. I do have, like, I don't want to come across, like, you know, Ben and I fight it, about it all the time because we yeah. don't. Uh, it's just one of those, you know, yeah. it's two a... one house is very hard. Um, but I do, I do have my own space, and that's where my 3D printer is. And my... yeah, I'm really excited. They announced this week that Maker Central in the UK will be happening again next year. Really, I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, awesome. so I didn't get to go this year. We had a little bit of a setback with Ben's truck, so the money I had saved to fly out. I had to put towards a new vehicle here, but I think that there shouldn't be any reason why I can't save the money to go next year. It was kind of like when I, when I started planning it last year, I, it was kind of short notice. Yeah. This year. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, um, that actually sounds like a lot of fun because, uh, my wife and I talked about going and being able to kind of make a vacation out of it and go to Maker Central, but maybe stay the week after or the, go the week before and to be able to see a few sites um, because we've, neither of us, I think, have traveled out of the country. I know I haven't because I don't even have a passport. So we had talked about getting our passports and being able to like travel and go and just kind of roll it all into one and be able to meet a bunch of makers that are across the pond. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Heck yeah. 
And I, I know like my connections mostly are all the folks in the, in the UK and uh, we've got a lot of, uh, a lot of friends that are in Australia and New Zealand as well. So it's, it's really cool. I, I never really expected starting out with slap stuff together. I never expected to have such a reach. Yeah. And, and to be able to share what I'm doing with so many people and be so excited about what other people are doing too. Ben, Ben really turned me on to the, the whole concept of maker community. So it's, it's been a blast. Yeah. Jake, I have, I have one question for you. That's like we hadn't planned, but when you think about this podcast, why did you want to do it? Um, well, when when I listen to other podcasts or that I find interesting, or when I listen to particular people that we actually find through the making community, um, it always interests me to find that podcast where they were interviewed or that particular segment where they were interviewed and they get asked one question of how did you get started. And I always like that question, and I, I really find it exciting to run across those episodes, but they're kind of scattered few and far between. You know, sometimes you're able to hear one person's origin story a couple of times, but it doesn't, but not always. Um, some people, I feel like I watch interviews on them, and I feel like I almost know them, but I, I have no idea how they kind of got into the role that they're in. And so that, that kind of piqued my interest of like, it would be really awesome to be able to sit down with all these people and kind of hear everyone's origin story and that way you could get a sense of how they got started because i feel like some people look at these creators who might have busted a, a million views and they're just people like you and i uh the difference is is they're really dedicated to putting out content or you know they just they they really are passionate about what they do and i feel like a lot of people put those kind of put people who have a huge catalog of videos on a pedestal when most of those people feel like they started out and everybody has the same chance they do they post to a free platform um they're a part of a free community uh and there there's really there's no special formula but uh how they got interested in it why they got started in it um how they stayed dedicated to what they do i find it very interesting and whether that's um something that is shared online or if it's something that's not shared online because there's an even larger amount of people who are dedicated to a particular passion that aren't even on social media and um you know you run across these people sometimes at maker fairs or just even like woodworking shows and they've been woodworking for 30 50 years and they just like you can see there, um, I think it was um, Bobby Duke. He ran into a lady at a woodworking show who does carving, and she carves out of uh, driftwood. She carves little houses, and they were the coolest little houses. And so he actually made a video about how he carved one very similar to the way she would and uh, little fairy houses in, in this driftwood, and it was super detailed. But I just got to thinking – had he never run across this sweet little lady that was that was able to share her interest with him and he didn't put it online for millions of people to view, nobody would ever know about it. And um, I, I feel like that's really what's so interesting about everyone's origin story or origin point about into a, an, into a vocation is um, they got started somewhere. I would really love to interview her and be able to find out 
how did like what what sparked her interest in picking up a piece of driftwood and a carving tool and just going at it and then making fairy houses of all things and she had you know tons of them that she had done mm-hmm. and she was just an exhibitor there that he happened to run across and just, I'm just the sweetest little late, little old lady that you can you can picture and um you know pe- people like her I would love to be able to to talk to her and just you know it's it's interesting to always pick up that conversation with somebody and find out how how they got started what was so interesting um and why they stuck with it for so long you know is it what, what's relaxing about that or, or why is that dedication so um so strong so i think that that's something that really piqued my interest in wanting to start this podcast was simply to help people share their stories whether they're a content creator or not um simply for the fact that content creators kind of have their own platform and that's great (laughs) but people who aren't content creators um they don't always get a platform to speak and and kind of kind of share um their struggles or their their start with something and i feel like being able to kind of get a small glimpse into all these different vocations would be a great way for somebody who may not know what their interest is, who may not have a hobby, who may be wanting to know, you know, what they can do with their hands or what they can do with their voice or whatever it might be. Um, they have a really great writing skill, but they don't know how to apply it to something. You know, I, I think that there would be um, a lot of opportunities for people to listen into to other people's stories and get a glimpse into what it might be like if they started something very similar because i mean the world is big enough to have more than one in each vocation so uh (laughs) and and to have those people also kind of share with with folks how to get started maybe suggestions on just where they can go and 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 find these things because there's some uh guilds groups um memberships that you know, you can Google them all day long, but until somebody says, hey, why don't you join the woodworkers group of South Texas? And you go, where do I sign? And they say, oh, well, we have this, you know, really awkward way, or we have this really, um, I don't know how you would put it. Uh, we have this, we're, we're on this free forum site that, you you know, you'd never find or whatever, but you know, it's there, it exists, you just have to find the right hyperlink, and Google doesn't always bring that up, or you don't know how to Google it, um, or, you know, so... <laughs> or they're not even online. They're not even online. Some aren't. It's like, we only meet every Saturday at 9 o'clock at this cafe. If you're not here, you're not a part of it. So, I mean, but just being able to share that and spread that, I think that's um, kind of the main goal, is to be able to help people share their stories and help other people find what they might eventually find passion, find passion in, so... Yeah, that's that was kind of my point, and uh, I was super excited that you were excited to jump on board as well because I don't feel like this is something I could have tackled all by myself. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been an eye-opening experience to start a podcast and kind of be there from the ground up because I I've been interviewed on other podcasts and it's been fun and you get to kind of you get to be the relaxed one yeah. right? <laughs> Because, you know, you just show up and they ask you questions and you answer them and then you go. And there's there's no editing after. There's no planning before. It's just, hey, can you come be here? And now to to actually have to sit and go, all right, so what's our message? 
And who's our audience? What are we trying to achieve with this? Are we are we trying to achieve something? Um, and I, I liked your approach to the idea that everyone has a story to tell. And I was really, I'm really excited about hearing from people in really unique roles, what they do and how they even found a path to that role. And I think the season is, it's going to be really interesting to talk to a lot of these folks with these really crazy vocations, whether it's, you know, something on the internet with some sort of media or it's some traditional art form or it's, it's something that you, you see a lot of. It, I think, you know, like um, one, of, one of the things that I did not benefit from growing up in a small town is everyone worked at the mill or taught, you know, it's not like there were a whole lot of different things in the landscape for you to do or ways of, of thinking what you could do, even if you went to college. And I would almost say that that's kind of my similar background as well, because living in suburbia Houston, um, the only thing that is around here is a gro- is grocery stores, places to eat, and the movies. And that's 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 really it. Um, there's a few things that have popped up more recently, but growing up around here, um, there was nothing I could really ride my bike to to go check out. Um, there was every every job that was around that pool that were around here that worked all worked downtown so a lot of people commute all the way into downtown houston and then they come back in the evenings and it makes for uh, a nightmare of a highway and being in houston there's a lot of oil and gas manufacturing and um a lot of it can be very interesting but a lot of it can be uh, a very dry creative space I found such an interest in just the making community and and just how creative people can be and they can use all these similar or same tools that I use every day, um, but in a very creative way. And to see people do that just blows my mind. You know, the way they use Fusion 360 and the way they use all these uh, little desktop CNCs or 3D printers, it's it's really pretty cool. And um, just being able to talk to all these different people that have such a wide range of interests and just how they... um, how they got started in it, it that, that piques my interest yeah I, I i really like we've only interviewed a couple of people so far but i i can't wait to see who we get to talk to yeah that's i mean we're hungry for that too i hope other people yeah when they're thinking are are really thinking like i didn't even know that was a thing and i have a nephew or i have a niece yeah, it would really benefit from listening to this. Agreed, and I think that um, just also just the difference between the people that you might be acquaintances with and the people that I might be acquaintances with, the people that you have um, suggested or told me about and and asked me if this would be an interesting interview. Um, every single one of them so far has sounded awesome and very interesting, and I hope vice versa because I I feel like. Um, there are some people that I've come across and been acquaintances with that just have the most interesting profession or passion. And I, I just, I, I can't wait to get them behind a microphone and be able to hear, you know, how did you do that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, what What made you decide a unicycle was the thing? Yeah. Or what, what made you buy 36 foot tall video game pods like to start a business with that like that i that, that's definitely one of the people that i would love to interview um or w- how do you take a 
a, a new age bluegrass band and put it on Twitch. That's, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the craziest things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and actually do awesome at it. I mean, this this is just one of those things. Um, to find what you're passionate about and find the success in it because you you love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think one of the things that we've we've also been recognizing uh, is that it's not always about like success isn't always measured monetarily yeah and our first interview was with a an artist that talked about her original goals with her teaching yeah and at some point realized like oh you know i had this idea of who i was going to be and then something sparked this something switched in attitude and she even though her trajectory was very similar uh she just kind of took a little bit of a turn off and found that she was much better off doing this other other portion to her life yeah and balance there it's it's very yeah it's very encouraging too like i i think i think about being in corporate america which i'm in right now and it feeling so volatile and what would i do if my job didn't exist anymore, yeah, would I find something? And that's and that's a very real, uh, it's a very true reality. Um, I mean, y- these days the job market in America seems to change so rapidly, and sometimes it's company to company because of the the industry that they're in, like oil and gas. And then sometimes uh, it, it's just how things fluctuate. So mm-hmm. you just never know. And um, no matter what you're doing. I feel like at least having some sort of passionate outlet, whether that is in your nine to five or whether it is the thing that you you enjoy on the weekends um, or in the evenings or at 3 a.m. or whatever works for you, like that's uh, definitely something that I feel everybody should find is that passion that they're just they're they're willing to wake up at 3 a.m. to go do that thing. Um, Yeah. That Woodward builds on Instagram. He does that. He wakes up like ridiculously. Have you ever seen his stories? He wakes up at like 2 a.m., 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and he goes in the shop and he works. And then I think he goes to work after that. And I'm like, wow, that is like, and it's amazing to me because he has a little one in the house that that's the time that he finds to do that. And I'm just like, that's so crazy, but it's yeah, awesome. It's dedication. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jake, how can people find you online? Um, people can definitely find me online uh, with my full name, Jacob Pryor, J-A-C-O-B-P-R-Y-O-R.com. Or they can find me on uh, a lot of social medias under Cryptic Works. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-C, Works, W-O-R-K-S. Um, CrypticWorks.shop is my main website that I have stuff for sale on. But uh, I'm really active on Instagram, mostly. I try to be. And Twitch, Twitch, holla! Yep, I have I have been streaming on Twitch a lot, and that's been a lot of fun. Um, so definitely, definitely check me out there. Um, where can people find you, Heidi? Well, if you are interested in my music, you can find me on iTunes under Heidi Jacobs. I have an album called In the Nest on there. There's another musician named Heidi Jacobs, too. She's got a great voice, so you won't feel sad if you listen to her and you can't find me. (laughs) 
Um, I also have a website for Slap Stuff Together. It's just www.slapstufftogether.com. And that pretty much has every link to all of our social media social media entities on there, including Instagram, YouTube. Um, we're trying this new thing called Kit, which basically I show you what I have in my shop. It's got a lot of different things on the website. And if you want to go check that out, it's www.slapstufftogether.com. Cool. Well, awesome. Well, I hope that everybody has gotten a chance to get to know us a little bit and get to kind of find out who we are as people and where we come from. Uh, and I hope everybody that listens to the podcast enjoys what we're kind of doing. And I, we'd love to hear feedback. Just hit us up on any of those social medias that we just talked about. Or you can also find the both of us at originpointcast.com. Uh, we have a lot of social medias that are in the same vein of Origin Point Cast. So you can find us on twi uh, Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. We're trying to do a daily post on Instagram, which Heidi has been very fantastic at coming up with posts. Um, just to kind of... Facts! Yeah, different Origin Point <laughs> facts. And there's been some interesting ones. So I highly recommend checking out the Instagram and feed and seeing that. But yeah, you can definitely find us on our website, originpointcast.com. Awesome!